Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. <laughs> what up, Newcastle? Yes, that is right. We are doing an... An M3 IRL in real life. That's what oh. the cool kids are saying. You didn't know, did you? No, URL. No. So, <laughs> welcome to Newcastle, everybody. Thank you so much for coming tonight. <laughs> OMG. Giving uh, up your Thursday night. Giving up your Thursday night. Before we get into the episode, a couple of things. Uh, I want to... John, can you tell mm. us... You've got something to give away to the live audience here. I have. Can you please tell us what that is? Because we're oh, launching sure. that tonight. Yes. I'm excited about it. Yeah, same. I don't get excited about too many things. You look like you're out to jump out of your skin over <laughs> there. <laughs> I am. I'm going to stand up. Oh, do it. No. Uh, so, what's happening? I'm going to tell the long version if I can. Sure. 20, 20 years ago, I started investing in residential property and I was quite excited about it. First purchase, had a deposit, finance was good um, and I thought, how good is this? It, it grew in the next two years quite considerably by luck, not by any research or knowledge or anything like that and I thought, yeah, I'm flying here, I've got this thing nutted, I'm, a, I'm going to be a property mogul. Over the next sort of four or five years, um, things didn't really continue to go on that uh, trajectory and we um, I, well I soon realised that I needed to spend some time with someone that uh, that knew a bit more than I did about property um, magazines and, so it wasn't, I didn't know you at that, at that oh. stage Glenn <laughs> but the, the books and resources only got me so far so I fast forward to five years ago no, seven years ago I started property coaching um, doing what I thought people needed back when I was 21 or 2, um, when I first started. Now the age that we live in is more, I want to watch and read and, and do things when I want, not when I'm told to do it, right? Which is basically online, mm. yeah? I want to listen to a podcast when I'm on the tractor or I'm driving to work or I'm doing something, right? So I developed an online property academy that is a, basically a replica of our coaching program that we offer at Solvair. So it's a 12-module um, series where uh, all the topics that we need to know about property uh, in general and life uh, are on there. So, so that – I tuned out for a bit because you, you're going for a while, but you didn't <laughs> develop – <laughs> you, you didn't develop that 20 years ago. No. That's the recent thing. Yeah, it's taken me 20 years to think of it. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, it's been in the pipeline for probably two years, to be honest. Um, getting the right people around me to get it, get it put together. Because I can, I can talk and draw things on whiteboards and stuff, but in terms of videoing and photography and the way it looks and feels and all that online stuff, yeah. not my go. Yeah, sweet. So I've got some sound effects. <laughs> what what is, the, what was that? <laughs> what's the special deal for everyone? <laughs> All right. So I thought, well, what, what a night to launch officially the Solvair Property and Finance Online Academy than at our live M3 event here in Newcastle. Sweet. Woo! So uh, I'm going to give one lucky person in the room free access to this course. So it's valued at three ninety nine. Oh. That's the the decimal point at the end of the nine. Yes. Yes. Not the after the three. Okay. Three hundred and ninety nine. Sweet. Um and like those conferences you go to where you say check your seat to see what's underneath it. So I've done that old chestnut, so I've been pretty innovative there. So can you all check your seat to see what's happening underneath there? 
Now, there'll be a little sticker, or there should be. Hopefully, it hasn't fallen off. Those seats, unfortunately, I couldn't get to, so you don't win. <laughs> and we have a winner. Woo! Abby. A- Abby. What up, Abby? <laughs> Abby what wins. What is up? So, Abby, congratulations. Um, I think we've got your details, but we'll get that through to you in the next 24 hours, and you've got free access. So, well done. Hope- hopefully, you like property. Yes? Otherwise, I'll give it to someone else who deserves it. No. <laughs> no. So, congratulations. Um, and for the M3 listeners, um, but for you people, especially here tonight, who have made the effort, um, we the first 20 will... Um, what's the price again? $2.99. $2.99. That's right. $100 off. Yeah. Um, the first 20 will receive it for $2.99. So, um, Glenn will give you the code, and you can go on and... Yeah. Um, so we'll we'll put that. And if are there is there anyone watching on the Facebook group? Yeah. So if you want to, I'll put a link up in the Facebook group as well tomorrow. So thanks for coming tonight, everybody. We have got some questions. We've got Jess. Hey, Jess. Hey. Can you read your question there? I can. Okay. So we have a young family and earning an average income. What can we do to set up our kids' financial future? Did you listen to that? I did. I was thinking. So, what can I do to set up our financial kids? Our <laughs> I, yeah, I've checked out, guys. Same okay, thing. so, can we stand? Because these are creaking. I mean, you guys can sit, but I'm going to stand. So, you've got one child. Yes. What's his name? Ruben. Uh, is Ruben having any other siblings? Not currently. Not currently. Carl? Maybe. Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> sweet. So, first and foremost, everyone thinks, what can I do to make sure my kids are financially secure, right? Yeah. So, the first thing that you need to do is make sure you're both financially secure. Mm. So, you can't give them a secure life financially if your life's a financial train wreck, right? Mm. So it's first having those habits in your life. We don't have consumer debt. We don't have afterpay. We don't have anything like that. We run a lean cash flow system and then that will rub off on the kids. Do exactly the opposite of what you you had growing up. Start Mm. to talk to them and educate them about money from an early age. Um, in terms of, so what, like, are you thinking, oh, we would like to have a house deposit for them one day? It's kind of twofold. It's like, what are the things that we can teach him or them to do themselves? And yeah. then what can we be doing if there's anything that we can set up for them? Like that kind of thing. Like I, I, I knew some people growing up who came from families that had money, right? Like yeah. old money kind of families. Mm, and delicious they, old money. All right. Yeah. Mm. Dust it off. Woohoo. Um, and... <laughs> Some of them got to 25 and, you know, a trust fund was bestowed upon them and I was like, wow, wow. that's not me. And that's fine, but it's like, I mean, what's the difference, you know? Like, what yeah. did that family do 100 yeah, so years ago? I would, I would probably just, as soon as they're of age, start teaching them basic concepts. So it's like you might, you know, when Ruben's five years old, I don't know why I'm talking about this. You've got kids, John. It might be like... You know, as part of the household, you have to unpack the dishwasher or help mow the lawn. Uh, but this weird thing in life, you have to work for money, which sucks. So we'll give you maybe a bit of a retainer or pocket money. <laughs> retainer. <laughs> retainer. Retainer. You can Ooh. tell he doesn't yeah. got kids. Is he a lawyer? Right? Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna get, we'll give you a, a $200 base for the year. <laughs> and then, um, All right. So uh, yeah. let's, let's face the other way for the moment, Jess. All right. <laughs> Well, uh, that was a fictitious version. So, uh, personally, I can tell you what what I do. And Glenn's sort of on the track there a little Mm. bit, even though he hasn't got kids. But That I know of? The first, he knows of. (laughs) Yeah, the first part is right, is is definitely to educate them and and money's a friend, not a foe. Mm. Yep, so change the total mindset around that Mm. because... For me, it was the same. It wasn't discussed yeah. when I was growing up, but we didn't have much of it either. So that was probably why it wasn't discussed, yeah. right? Because it was all maybe stress. Okay? Yeah, for sure. So it's, it's definitely got to be a friend, not a foe. The second part that we talk about, now our kids are six, eight today and ten. First thing is 
um, they need to understand the concept of money. So how much does something cost if I want to go to the shops and buy a drink? How much does that cost? And how much, how much did that take us to earn that money? Yeah, so when they then earn their own money, like our eldest mows lawns now and he gets money, um, what do we then do with it? Because I think most Australians don't suffer from making money, they suffer from keeping it. Mm. So we actually give our, an incentive to our kids when they've got money that they've earned or received as a gift for birthdays, if, um, which is quite generous. Um, if they keep it and put it in the, the bank, now obviously the bank's not giving us great returns, but it's the concept of keeping it versus going and buying things, I'll match it dollar for dollar, mm. right? So Max cottoned onto that, he's 10. He's like, right, Dad, I got 200, you match it, that's 400, and then I'll take it back out of the bank again. No, son, that's not how you <laughs> do it, right? So there's a bit of a disclaimer. You've got Is to he keep going it to be in a there. car salesperson? I think so. <laughs> yeah, I so. So you've got to keep it in the account, right? Mm. Uh, minimum 12 months. So the concept of keeping it is a big one, mm. yeah. Um, and then maybe what you what you can do that we're doing is is just putting some away into something that's maybe going to perform a bit better than the bank. Okay. So that might be a hundred dollars a month, um, and then gradually build that up into, yeah, whatever yeah. you can afford at the time because you don't miss it. Mm. Mm. So I actually set up three investment bonds for John's kids. Can I say that? You've already said yeah. it. So, <laughs> like on when I've talked about for my own niece and nephews, I've set up an investment bond each mm. and they get that money. I don't buy them crap for their birthdays or Christmas anymore. I just put money in that. Mm. Um, so you could do something like that, but depending on your own financial situation, you pro- John could probably again answer this more, but I'm probably not worried about the kids yet if you're still looking at buying your own house or your first investment property. Like you want to get that big rock in your life Mm. because if you're financially well, we just know that the kids will be as well. But what you can do without the financial bit to start with is the education piece. Yeah. Yeah, and and a lot of clients come to me saying, I want to buy a property per kid. So if I've got three kids, I want the three properties, right? Now that... It's a bit of a flawed model, that, because, okay, here's your property. Now, live happily ever after and you'll be financially secure. Without mm. the knowledge and mindset and all of that, it's going to blow up in their face. So yeah. we try and reverse that around. So, well, that's great that you want to buy them a property, but what if you create wealth for yourself and educate them? Then you can gift however you want to as long as they appreciate money. Okay. And I think the first bit of low-hanging fruit that would have real consequences is the car purchase. You, be, you might be like, you know, in 18 years' time or 16 years' time, mm. hey, little guy, uh, Ruben. Uh, <laughs> what up, Rubes? Hey, dude. Um, hey, bro, if you want to say five grand, we'll match it up to five grand. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? Like just to give them some buying and incentive. Halfway. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Jess, thank you so much Thanks, for Jess. asking the first question. Thank Give you. Her a question. Thank you. And while uh, Jess is sitting down, I'll just uh, do a shout out to Ben and the team at Third Eye who actually gave us this venue tonight. It's a banging venue. So, so yeah. This is the venue that we recorded the buying off the plan episode with uh, Ben's boss, Racer. George. Give him a hand, everyone. So you're from Newcastle? Yes, born and raised. Nice. What do you do for life? I'm a student and a lifeguard at the local pool. Oh, sweet. What are you studying? Sports science. Hey. Whereabouts? (laughs) Arimba. Arimba, I can see that by the back of your phone. Yeah. Oh, so you travel down to Arimba every whenever? Yep, got that train right there. Yeah, and nice. There you go. Oh, go. Sweet. All right, good, George, good. read your question. My question is, how does John stay so calm, more centred than a spirit level in space? <laughs> oh, Ooh. wow. So any, like, calm as in, like, decision-making? Like, let's just, dig a bit deep. It just puts up with you and... <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> You're a guest here, George. Uh, a paying uh, guest. A paying yeah, guest. A paying a guest. Man of my own heart. Strength and yeah. conditioning, sports science, and the. PGI. Well, it's so funny. Like, John and I are so different, like, in every area. Like, every area. Mm. Like, even to the fact tonight, we're drinking devil's water. I had Coke, no sugar. You had the full strength stuff. Do you notice that? So, I noticed that, like, I care about my body. John doesn't. So, <laughs> little does he know. This that body the, is the a sh- temple. This sh- body sh- is a rubbish they, dump. The ship they put in the no sugar Coke is worse than actually having the sugar themselves. So, yeah, get off that train. Okay. So, <laughs> do you have any money questions while you're up here? Next year, I am moving to Sydney for oh. physio. Yep. Uh, any advice for renting and living first time out of home? Yeah, I mean, Sydney, depending on your income, I don't think you're going to be living alone. No, it won't be alone. Yeah. Probably minimal income. Yeah. I, I, what I'd actually do is, what area of Sydney? Uh, the campus is out at Cumberland. Yeah. So anywhere with the train line to Lidcombe, where I'll get the bus. I went to Lidcombe TAFE a million years ago. It was an interesting time in my life. What, I'll, I'll pro- okay, so out Lidcombe way... Because it's, it's low density, it's, it's not as if you're studying in Ultimo in the city, I would actually start looking on Gumtree in that area and maybe trying to jag a granny flat out the back of some nana's house or something. So you might have the option to live by yourself and have that flexibility and really cheap as well. Do you have any? No, I agree. Depends what your, your living requirements are, but the, the cheaper and nastier, the better, I reckon. <laughs> Uh, like early days We're so I was, different uh, <laughs> When I was renting at university And then when I first started teaching It was, um, it was pretty ordinary stuff That I was living in <laughs> Just because it uh, didn't worry me Like it's just a roof over the head And um, we had a long term plan That we were working on So yeah Yeah I think cheap and nasty will be okay for me Yeah 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 sweet And I think time Like with this accommodation stuff With the more prep you have, the less chance you're getting painted into a corner. So start the process now, like get into Facebook groups with the uni or down there and just start mm. asking questions. But I'd be jumping on Gumtree and just trying to shake some trees because I think it's better if you could do a private rental, not through real estate for your first time out of home, just because it'll be probably easier. Yeah. Thanks. And no grab worries. some friends that are living in better homes than you so you can go and visit them and hang out with them instead of your house. Totally. Better cooks than me too. Hopefully. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right, let's give George a cool. hand, everybody. Thanks, George. Okay, Matt. What up, dog? Come on down. So, Matt. Love the, love the jumper. Welcome, Matt. So, Matt, wh- where are you from? What do you do? Uh, from Tamworth, I've uh, been living in Newcastle for 10 years and I'm a primary school teacher. Oh, what grade? Year six. And what's your surname? <laughs> <laughs> what's funny about that? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> what's your surname? Uh, Lyles. Lyles? Yeah. Yeah, Mr. Lyles, yeah. everybody. Yeah. So. <laughs> 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 hey, kids at home, I've got Mr... Lyle's here. Can you read your question? I just want to precursor this. I thought we were all asking a question and this was just going we to be are. discussion <laughs> points. We're all asking I questions. I didn't think we'd have to get up and answer Looks them. Like you might be on camera too. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the question was, I salary sacrifice super by an extra 5.5%. Um, do you think I'd be better putting that into a mortgage and paying, it off, uh, paying my loan down quicker while money is cheap and interest is low? That's a very good question, isn't it? Jeez. <laughs> That's a banger. So mm. we call in a business a banger. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you've got your own mortgage and you live in that house? Not currently. It, I want to. Um, or I'm renting it out for twelve months to save a bit of extra cash to rent out when I move in. And then you'll move in after that. Yeah. Okay. It's 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 the, the like the forever style home. Hopefully. Okay. Yeah. I. Because we're talking probably. Yeah. Like okay, let's just drill down and. You know, we only have like 130,000 people listen over the month, so there's only just <laughs> us here. You, not many people. Do you have any consumer debt? Nil. Yeah, didn't think so. 
Do you have any financial goals other than the house thing? No, just I'd like another investment property down the track. Yeah. Do you feel each week that you're strapped for cash or is it kind of like you don't even notice it anymore? I'll be strapped once I'm paying the mortgage myself, but it, it's pretty comfortable at the moment with tenants and, and my current lifestyle. Who will live in the property with you? Just yourself? Hopefully my partner. Hey. What's your she partner's said name? Yes. Shay. Shout out, Shay. What up? Is, is Shay working? Yeah, she is. What's Shay do? Uh, she's, a, I guess, a, like a project officer at the uni. Sweet. So she will be contributing to the costs of said property? Absolutely. Is there... Is there <laughs> hey, this is like an interrogation. No, no, no. This, no. Is, this has got nothing to do with it, the question. No, it so does. Because, John, I'm professional and... <laughs> Mate, to... you're too young to contribute 5.5. Keep it in your personal life. I, dis- I categorically disagree. No. Nah. Oh, right, well, you disagree. Well, I got the tip from your best mate. <laughs> Who's my best mate? No shoes. <laughs> oh, the <No>. shoeless. <laughs> <laughs> so what does he say? Up it to 15%. Yeah, and, and that's what I'm getting at. Like, if it's happening already and you don't even notice it, what would the mat... It's mat, isn't it? Yeah. What would the mat... Sorry, I'm really bad. What would the mat of 30 years say to you? Well done. Yeah. So I think if you're not noticing it and you're already doing it, build your budget on it already happening. And then I think you'll find that with Shay's income, is there a ring on it? No. W- will there be? 12 months. 12 months? Yeah. <laughs> Has a bet going? He, he only it, hopes it sounds... that because I live with him and he wants me. <laughs> it's, it's so funny, like... Is there a ring on it? It sounds so bad, and I couldn't say that if Beyonce didn't do the song. <laughs> Could I? I would not get away with that. So how so, long will Matt allow you to stay with him for? He's a, he's a good bloke, so three years, I reckon. So why don't you stay with him for three years and just continue renting it out? Yeah, well, something like that is an option, but I, my main... The question was around, um, like, I'm not an economist, but if, if rates go up, and then will I be kicking myself at why I didn't pay more off it while I was down at three point? You know, two percent and not up at around four, and I'm thinking, geez, that, that's that's where I'm going with that. Yeah, yeah. I I think it's just every month or so, just re-evaluate your life. Whether you're building wealth in super or buying an investment property, you're building wealth. So it, it then goes back to what tax structure do you want it in? I, I would I'd be hesitant to stop if you're just gonna buy beer with it or whatever because. Going out on a limb, you know, your teacher, state, school or private? Public. Public, sorry. State, whatever. Um, Don't work for the bad guys. Yeah. <laughs> the That's what we call a zinger. Yeah. Um, I... How long are you going to be a teacher for? Oh, forever. Hey? No, until, I'm, until I'm rich at 55 and retire. Yep. That, yeah. that old pension scheme is no longer available. No, but I guess what I'm getting at, based on like a teacher, we won't talk about your salary here, but an extra five and a half percent, it's not going to be more than 10 grand a year. So it could only be a hundred bucks a week. If you're doing it and you're affording it now, I'll keep the status quo, factor in Shay's income to your family budget. If you get down the road and, hey, it's time to buy an investment property, at that point, see if we can do the investment property with the tax calculations and see if you can net net the investment property without taking that money. Because usually what I've found with projecting with clients' income, they do the investment property and you can still salary sacrifice because it's so tax effective. Mm. So I think keep doing it until you get to the stage of buying the investment property because we're allocating that money for building wealth for the future. And when we allocate money to building wealth for the future, we go, okay, we've got, we'll call it eight grand left a year. Okay, now what are we gonna do with this eight grand left? We might go, well, we need four of it for John's investment property strategy, and we're gonna put the rest in super. Mm. So I would say keep the status quo until your next future investment decision. Because I don't want you to, because you, you just won't notice it. And I'm talking to the Matt who's 62 years old right now. You don't look like it, but 
everything I do in my financial life is what would the Glenn of 30 years down the track want from me today? It's probably to stop drinking Coke Zero. (laughs) (laughs) No sugar. Yeah. So you've got two opposing views. Mm. And even if you did, if you were, oh, here's another one. If you're unsure, do half. Drop it down to two and a half percent. Because the other side of it is, if you've got 10 grand a year extra in your personal life that you can pay down your mortgage with, that's 300,000 over 30 years. Isn't it? Yeah. So what does that enable you to do from a wealth creation point of view in the meantime over the next 30 years with equity and, and having no mortgage and having a lifestyle when, you ki- when you've got kids, etc. So my model has always been the reverse. Do what I want to do lifestyle-wise and, f- and, and existing wealth in the next 10 to 20 years. And then if I've got some left over once I've done that, then I go super. But as you can see, two different stra- trains of thought, neither right or wrong. Well, it's that meme, like, why not do both? <laughs> like, yeah. I do both. Yeah. You've got to have two incomes in your world. Um, I just think... So I, th- I think... Now he's more confused than ever. Yeah, there's no right or wrong. I just think you've got the mindset that you're building wealth of the future. It's what tax structure do you want that wealth in? Because, you know, John pretty much just said, oh, you could maybe save, what, 300 grand over the next however long, right? What you can do. And you're a teacher, so you get it. Maybe look at the spreadsheet. So they're an after-tax contribution or pre-tax contribution. So you're saving income tax along the way by putting it in super. You could put it in super, you might get 10% growth over the next 30 years. When you retire, you can pull it out tax-free and then pay off mm. any household debt. I don't know. There's mm. just... It's like this personal finance thing. It's just so painful because there are so many decisions and you've just got to go with your gut. I wouldn't do anything unless it felt right. Yeah, well, y- you vibe me? <laughs> <laughs> it feels right at the moment. That's just because what I'm doing, but I just... Oh, I guess I wanted a bit of reassurance that mm. keep doing it or get, pull out and do this. Yeah, and I mean, you can't get... I don't know if you can get financial advice standing in a shed opposite a training station. Um, so. but, but either either way, if you do decide to pull it out, it's got to be doing something specific. It can't yeah. be just rolling back into your normal life. Exactly. And, and yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. So th- thanks for letting us not answer your question, Matt. Give him a hand. <laughs> thanks, Matt. Um, let's. Does anyone have any questions off that's not written down? Who wants to come up? Shell, come up. So Shell's coming up. She was on the episode. Your. It was. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no. So Shell was on the episode about how to ask for a pay rise. What up, Shell? Uh, hey, hey. Shell. hey. It's actually for John. Oh. Yeah. So John. Uh, yes. Just. <laughs> sorry, Glenn. It's not Here's a, a question setup, for John. Just on that. Matt's question before mm. where he mentioned pulling out um, that money for, from super because the interest rates are low at the moment. What are you predicting in terms of interest rates in the next couple of years? Mm. That's a good question. Shell, you've asked some bangers tonight. <laughs> I think that's the only one. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you had the Renault thing. Oh, cool. And she yeah. hasn't even been drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Look out. A Christmas miracle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, much. <laughs> pers- my personal thoughts on it are I can't see them going anywhere soon. And what do you mean by soon? As five in the years. next two years. I reckon five yeah. years. Five no, years. she asked me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. So are you saying in terms of, so me, I have my loans, my mortgage yep. on vari- uh, variable. I have yep. a number, two of them. And... So I should keep them on variable because we're not seeing movement. Yeah, obviously we need to see the whole box and dice of your life and finances, etc. But yeah, there's um, if if you've got some uncertainty in your life and you need to shore that up, then fixing is a good option. But if there's none of that, um, my personal thought with with our investing is not to fix anything in the next couple of years because we can't see interest rates moving too much. Um, cool. Pre-framing that, prior to 
um, the interest rates dropping, right, they say three years ago they might have been 5%. Okay, so as they drop, we're continuing to make the same repayments as, it, as if they were at 5% still. Can you explain so, that? So if you're, <laughs> if you're paying a 3.5% interest rate now yep. and they drop to 3%, still make the same repayments okay. as if it was 3.5%. Sure. Does that make sense yep. to everyone? Thank you. Yep. Got some nods? Cool. Can you ask me what I would do? Oh, okay. <laughs> um, that wasn't a question. I'm really glad John's told us his perspective, but Glenn, oh. what would you do? Fancy getting asked that. Um, <laughs> I, I would say I have not heard an economist ever say do like um, fixed interest rates. Because they just think you can't beat the bank. Mm. Historically, and, that's correct. Yeah. And probably within the next two months, we will... I've, I've got an economist that's going to come on the podcast and talk to that, you know, policy-type stuff. So... And do you know, once you told me, don't fix your loan, and what did I do? I went and fixed it. Terrible. So what's the moral of that story, Shell? <laughs> Listen to Glenn and or John <laughs> when you want to know something important. Thank you. No All right, Shell. thanks, Shell. Thank you. Shell is a local Newcastle socialite. <laughs> Have you got a question, Laura? No. no. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and also a shout-out, uh, one of our... One of our biggest Newcastle fans, Morgan, what up? So embarrassed. She's mad. All right. (laughs) I don't know. Danielle, come on down. Where are you, Danielle? Is there a Danielle here? She didn't come. Oh. I'm Danielle, but that's not my question. Oh, come up and ask a question. Come up and ask a question. Okay. Well, someone, a Danielle asked... Hints and tips on infiltrating the investment market while trying to pay off an owner-occupied home and still living a life. So, while John reads that and processes, this person, this Danielle, not you... (laughs) It actually was me. Can you come and read it in your own language? So, Danielle's going to... (laughs) Hi, Danielle. Hi, that's really embarrassing. Well, I forget things easily too, Danielle. I'd need to write things down. It's been a big week. This is the first time Danielle has ever listened to our podcast. Is it really? Yeah. It is. You invite him? Yes. Tonight? Yeah. Yes. Who bought? First time. Love it. So, you want to, so what's the substance of your question? Can I look at it again? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so hints and tips on infiltrating the investment market. Yes. So I currently have an owner-occupied. Yes. In the near future, I would Mm -hmm. like to get into an investment property. Sure. But I also want to focus on paying off my owner-occupied debt. Yes. Non-tax deductible. Yes. But also live a life. Yes. So you want all your cake and eat it. Exactly. Yes. (laughs) Okay, so in order to get... Your next investment property is only two ways, or three ways, cash, equity, or parents. Now, is the third an option? No. So there's now two. Yes. Is the cash an option over the next two years to be able to save a deposit? It is, yes. So we have some funds in offset at the moment for our Mm -hmm. Mm owner-occupied, which could be used in addition to some equity in our owner-occupied home. Okay, cool. But you're saying if you take the cash out of the offset that you would start to pay more bad debt? Correct, yes. Yes. Okay. So can you pull equity out and leave the cash sitting there? Potentially. We only bought just over 12 months ago. Okay. So property market, guru, property's (laughs) kind of been stable over that time. So not a whole lot of equity, I don't assume. Sure. Need to look at your numbers deeper to see if there is or there isn't equity. But Mm -hmm. if you want to leave your cash in the offset, which is a great idea, Mm -hmm. try and get some equity out and use that equity as maybe your deposit. Because all that equity you pull out, good debt or bad debt? Which one? The equity that I pull out, it will be good debt. Correct. (laughs) 
50-50 chance. That's right. So you pull that out of your own rock, use it for an income-producing asset, it will be yep. good debt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Meanwhile, your offset still has those cash funds in it yep. and you can go and paint your nails and do what you want with your lifestyle as well. Do they look that no, bad? No, I'm sorry, I'm not saying well. that either. No. <laughs> no. But so, you said you wanted to live a life yes. normal. Yes, yep. yep. Yeah. Love your work, John. Always do. <laughs> He's always got something to finish no, it off. No, it's to, not. To, it's compliment. To, to reign supreme, right? No, no. No. It's com- we compliment each other. Yeah. So you, your partner that you live with in your own occupied. Yes. Do you share money? To a degree. So we've okay, got joint accounts okay. and separate as well. Yep. That's no, um, because it wasn't yes. Um, <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I need a sound. Um. <laughs> okay, so do you have a good spending plan or household budget in order? Terrible. Okay. Yeah, so I need a budget. You do. So what I would say to the John's part of needing cash or equity, mm-hmm. the best way to get a pay rise is how, Shelley? Get a spending plan. Okay? So you need to get a systemated and automated cash flow system in your life. Yeah. Okay? So because at the moment you do not know how much you've got left over each month. No, it varies. You don't know how much it costs. What's your partner's name? Daniel. So Dan, if I may. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) Dan and Dan. So Dan and Dan. So you guys don't know how much it costs both of you to exist. No. No. So you need to do that first because yeah. to make a financial decision, you need real data to make that decision. So it could be that I, I guarantee, and before you leave, I'll give you a promo code to do my spending plan at no Please cost. Please do. Yeah. I've been looking for a great budget yeah. plan. Absolutely. Because I'm kind of like you because you said live your life. Mm-hmm. I don't care about apps that tell me that I've spent $300 last month going out for dinner. Mm-hmm. I just want to know how much I can blow each week without using my brain. I want to make sure all my bills are paid for yep. and I want to see my savings going up. Yes. I would probably bet you, I'm not a betting person unless I'm uh, <laughs> having a bet with Danielle. Um, I'd probably bet you 100 bucks. you could, two, two incomes, easy, do a spending plan, you'll find an extra 10 grand a year. Yeah. Without a doubt. Okay. So... It all goes back to, see, John, you're very high-level, visionary, all that stuff. I'm down here in the trenches, mate. <laughs> so, so that compliment's gone way out the window. Right? No. But, well, we're on a live podcast, and I didn't Are have we? time to go deep. Sure, right? okay. So I just remained <laughs> high-level yeah. just to take some yep. bits of gold away and mm-hmm. live yep. your life. So the spending out. plan that I'll send you, <laughs> you will... You'll use your current offset account as your cash hub. So yeah. both salaries will go into that. Yeah. We'll get you to set up a different bank account with a different bank. Mm, okay. Because okay. we've got to play the behaviour game. I work for a bank. Ooh. Don't tell them that. Which one? <laughs> no comment. I <laughs> know oh, which one. Yeah. Nab. Yes. <laughs> Shout out, Damn, Nab. I told you earlier on. <laughs> um, so we need, we need you to set up a different mm. bank with a different account system so you're not carrying around your offset account in your wallet or in your iphone okay and then we're going to set you both up i call it a blow account Mm -hmm. and we'll put a weekly amount automatically into your blow account whether you both paid weekly monthly fortnightly yeah and that blow account all you need to do is just blow that money every week (laughs) Can do. Can do. Yeah. That's so, the easy part. So yeah, for exactly. yourself, I think you're a spender by nature. Look, unfortunately I am, yeah. yes. High five, yeah. same. <laughs> so what it does, it quarantines and caps our spending, but it gives us permission to spend as well. Mm-hmm. Is Daniel a saver by nature? Yes. Look, yeah. I am a very good saver, but yeah. I also like to spend. Yeah. I'm both. I'm 50-50. Okay. You need some focus. Yeah. Yes, I so, do. Yeah, Absolutely. I, see me or email me back, whatever, and I'll give mm-hmm. you the code, but yep. let me know. It will change your life if you let All it. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. I'm open to it. All right. Sweet. Let's give Danielle well done, a hand. Danielle. Thank you. So, unless there's any other final last-minute 
questions from the audience. Uh, we might wrap it up. Robbo, any questions? Sweet. Uh, anyone else? Adam Peaty? <laughs> so, okay, Adam, can I get you up here for a sec? So, Adam, welcome to the live podcast. Thank you. You're a bit of a bandit in the Facebook group, aren't you? No, not really. No? no. Different Adam, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Can you, you just yep. hold that there. Right here. Yeah, love yep. it. Don't be shy. Eat, eat it. Eat it. it. <laughs> 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 eat the mic. Um, so, did you, so you're a, a client of John's? Yes. Did you do a clarity call with John before you jumped in? No. 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 How did you find John? Through the podcast. Okay, sweet. You know how he found us through the podcast? How? He's friends with the great Aaron Henry. Oh, are you really? <laughs> I am, <Sweet>. yes. Sweet. <laughs> um, <laughs> Aaron, shh, we're doing a podcast in the next couple of weeks uh, on the topic of wills and estate planning, Aaron's coming back as the specialist. So, uh, for those who have just joined the podcast, Aaron's no longer on it. Sorry, guys. She got really busy and couldn't commit, and we just had to. Anyway, so. Glenn Sachter. <laughs> <laughs> what? How have you found working with John? What have been the benefits? I'm feeling this like interrogation of yeah, me I all just want, night. No, I want a testimony because if you've had a bad experience, this guy's gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I would say, well, you saved me from buying an investment property in the wrong area. So Sweet. A lot of money. So, John, yeah. so basically, like, John's membership fee from that one decision paid for itself. <laughs> Short term, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. It's really bad getting... <laughs> I just assume getting people up here, they will do all the talking, but I've got to... <laughs> Waiting for questions. Yeah, yeah, okay. So what do you do for work? I uh, work in an engineering company up the road. Are you an engineer? No. Oh, good. <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> Shout out. I know, there's an, I know there's an engineer in the room. Back off. Okay, and so you do you own a home already? Yes. And the next place to build an investment property portfolio. That's right. Yep. Uh, are you single, married? Married. Yep. Um, so joint family income? Yes. So were you in any other type of consumer debt before you engaged John? Uh, a car loan. Yep. That's about the only thing. Okay. Yeah. And so how, how often do you talk and meet with John? Uh, monthly, I would yep. say. Yeah. Yep. So the coaching program so far, no regrets? No, definitely not. Yeah. yeah. So if there's anyone out there listening in Australia land that is in a similar position to you, own their home, for example, got their financial situation cleaned up, what would you say to them about maybe getting the services of John and solve their wealth mm. for the accountability piece or whatever? Mm. Definitely worthwhile. Um, just for setting up the foundations, understanding... The process and the contacts, uh, the, uh, I've, this is now our third property, well, third time buying a property. Oh, wow. Um, oh, so you don't own don't three? Don't own three, oh, no. So it's a thirsty little fella, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> um, been through three different mortgage brokers. Yeah. And the one that John put me on to is by far the best. Who is it? Just... Uh, Nigel. From <laughs> your oh, home finances. Yep. Um, he's my personal mortgage broker. He's amazing, yep. So I he's recommend right. him to anyone. Yep. Yeah, he's um, all right. <laughs> <laughs> he's well, compared to the other two that I've had, yeah. Yeah, he's amazing. And yet to meet the accountant that he's put me on to, but yeah. recommended from John, I have a lot of faith. Yeah. So, okay, so in terms of it's been worth your while, John's had some good people in his corner. And how long into the program are you? Oh, fairly short. I would say, what, three months? Yeah, a little yeah. bit more. Yeah. So one thing, I suppose, with um, Adam and Lisa is that Adam, Adam drives, is the initiator in the whole wealth creation journey. Lisa's coming along for the ride. Um, and I suppose a, a lot of what we've done early on is 
bringing Lisa up to speed. Would that be fair to say? So she's busy working. Trying to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and usually when you're working with someone, one of them is a the driver and the other's okay, supportive, um, happy to go along with it, but just doesn't do the day-to-day involvement. Right, and that's where I suppose we we need be on the same page, but not always have to be driving. But it's interesting, like there's that scenario, John. Like, because I've had this with clients, it's like you've got the yes, dear, you do it. Yes, dear, you do it. Yes, dear, you do it. And then there's that much bitterness and resentment building up because they've just been walked over the whole time. Either yeah. that story, or, or having Lisa, who is actually not savage and vicious and all that mm. like <laughs> lucky she's just not, listening not to this she doesn't listen not in our meetings anyway but it's just good to have that third party to be that sounding board for both of you because she might say something to john that she wouldn't say to you because what do you know mm. that, that's actually a good point the the reason we uh went to see john originally was because she didn't believe a thing i said <laughs> about well, she, I mean, I've known you five minutes yeah. and I guess she's right. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, and that's, that's the same with most relationships, isn't it? Like uh, we, we go to, to a professional and a professional tells them the same thing as, as my wife just told me, but, yeah, now I believe it sort of thing. Like mm. it's, yeah, I don't know what it is. Yeah, it's like trying to teach your wife sports. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's right. So yeah. shout out to all the wives out yeah, there. Sorry. And husbands. <laughs> So, well, thanks for that awkward yep, improv. Sorry about that. Yep. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I just wanted to like, because we talk about John's services all the time, but it's cool to actually get, you know, a live fish in the boat. <laughs> to, <laughs> to Even though you've never yeah. fished before. <laughs> sorry? Have you ever fished? Ish. Yeah, I have. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I have. So, yeah. thanks, Adam. All Give right. him a hand, Thank everyone. Well, we're going to leave it there. Thank you to everybody who came out tonight. I really appreciate it. Like, there's so many of you who I've never met before. And in a weird way, you may listen to me a lot if you listen to the podcast. And I didn't disappoint. I am this terrible in real life. So you're welcome. And, <laughs> and John's all right too, isn't he? <laughs> Look, yeah, we are opposites. You're right. Yeah. Someone said to me the other day, um, how do you and Glenn get along? It's like, well, we just do. It's professional. And mm. I said, I'd never go for a beer with him. <laughs> one, one, because he doesn't drink. And two, I just wouldn't. No. Uh, but uh, it works. Yeah. But we, we sometimes catch up. It's funny when I'm like... No, but how many... <laughs> when I'm so, like... Sometimes he stalks my house. Like, he walks past it. Yeah. It's like, I, all I right, going... then, come in. Okay. No, no. <laughs> The other morning, it was like 7 a.m. I'm on my morning walk, and like he's, I'm like, oh, I'll just go down this street because. And then John's walking out to go to work, and it was like, geez, I'm early. <laughs> but the, you know, when I text you, like, if I'm bored, like, because my life doesn't have any type of structure, like it's a bit of a joke. Mm. Um, I don't set an alarm in the morning. I got up at 10 a.m. this morning, like it's a bit loose, but. Um, <laughs> The days where I've got like nothing on or I can't be bothered doing anything mm. and I'm bored, I text Joe, I'm like, I'm like, want to get a coffee? Yeah, no, I'm not doing anything. Because mm. I was like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm at the office working. I'm like, come for a coffee. Okay, we're going to leave it there. Thank you so much, everybody. Okay, see you guys. If you are after personal financial advice, this podcast is not for you. But if you do want somebody to talk to, jump onto sortyourmoneyout.com and click on get help and I'll be able to put you in touch with an advisor or a mortgage broker who can actually sit down with you or have a Skype or a Zoom meeting and really work out what you need based on your own personal circumstances. My Millennial Money supports A21. A21 is a non-profit organisation that exists to abolish slavery everywhere. These guys rescue real people from human trafficking across the world. If you want to learn more about how you can contribute to the fight against human trafficking, check out a21.org forward slash au.
Remember, we hang out on Insta at My Millennial Money. If you're a regular listener, you're welcome to join our Facebook group. If you want more money hacks, be sure to subscribe to My Millennial Money Express. It's short money hacks anywhere, anytime, right into your ears. What I want to do, we usually get uh, someone out of the audience, okay, at these live events just to have a chat, okay? And I've actually pre-selected someone. Have you? I have. Who is it? It's Jess. She's sitting here. So Jess, come on down. Give her a, a hand, everyone. G'day, g'day, g'day. Welcome, Jess. Jess, actually, there's an episode that's coming out soon, and it might actually be in the very new year, uh, about financial abuse, okay? And Jess wasn't abused financially. It's okay. <laughs> but she uh, did a voiceover for one of the stories. So you will hear Jess's voice. You will. Was that your voice? That yes. was my voice. Oh, yeah. Hi. This is my voiceover voice. Yeah. So, <laughs> so you will hear Jess's voice at the very start of that episode. Now, what do you do for life and work? Yeah, I'm a musician. Oh, wow. Of all the fun things I could be. I'm also a mum. I have an eight-month-old son. Wow. He's pretty flippin' cute. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so when I'm not looking after him, I'm at people's weddings and in bars and venues and stuff singing. Cool. So, yeah, yeah, good fun. Now, I want to ask you a question. Yes. Putting you on the spot. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I'll give you some examples. So, this <laughs> afternoon... Oh, and Carly, do you want to grab the chocolates and maybe just... If anyone wants some chocolates. No, I ate one. Oh, everyone, this and Carly, come down the front. Carly is my cousin and she is the Facebook community um, yeah. thing. Moderator. She's the, um, so she's the gatekeeper. Hey, yeah. Carly. Come in so, so people Welcome. can see you. All right, go away. <laughs> Carly. No, no, no. Carly. 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 So, Chocolate. So Carly, <laughs> Carly lets people in um, to the Facebook group. She does all that. And I won't say it live on the podcast now, but we have a sponsor locked in for the Facebook group so Carly can continue to be paid. Because I pay Carly to work. I mean, not much, but she gets paid. So thank you to Carly for helping tonight. Thank you to Karen for helping tonight. It's Carly's sister, my cousin. Thank you for... She doesn't get paid. Thank you to Nick and Madeline for getting the pizza. Oh, how's the pizza place? They, they didn't deliver to this area, right? And I am cautious of time, but this is a good thing for small business owners out there, right? So I called the pizza place and it was really yummy and they don't deliver to Wickham. So I called them last night and on the phone I said, oh, hey, I know you don't deliver to Wickham, but would you deliver 16 pizzas? You know, do you want $300 worth of, you know, cooking or whatever? And it was a young lady. It's like, no, sorry, we don't deliver to Wickham. I'm like, not for like $300 worth of pizza. No, sorry, we don't deliver to Wickham. And I'm like, <laughs> wow. All right, too good. See ya. Um, they were so, in Musselbrook. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're at Merriweather. <laughs> Shout out. But anyway, so. <laughs> all, right. all right, so this afternoon, and that's what led me to the chocolates. I was at Woolworths this afternoon, and I got one of the trolleys. And you know where you get like a bumpy wheel trolley? And I decided, I'm not putting up with this. So I took it back and swapped it for a smoother trolley. So it had me thinking, what are you just not putting up with in your life? I mean, it, I, and it, I think it's the, there's, a, there's a, a, a thing from like the low-hanging fruit, I'm going to have the confidence to swap my trolley up to some of the extreme stuff that I'm not putting up with. It's borderline diva. John, have you got anything that you're not putting up with anymore? No. <laughs> do you have anything, Jess? I do. And it's funny that you mentioned Woolworths yeah. because it tacks off the back of that. Oh. I'm done. I'm done, done. waiting at Woolworths slash Coles. Choose your supermarket of choice, Aldi. I have two items in my hands to buy. I'm going to go through the self-serve checkout. person in front of me has a whole trolley. Yeah. They're going to take up all that time. Individually, Barbara is going to individually scan 115 items. Self-serve? 
There needs to be. No, I'm not about that isn't. self-serve life. Because there used to be that 15 items or yeah. less aisle. There's none yeah. of that in self-serve. Yeah. yeah, I don't think there's a limit, is there? Yeah. No, drives mm. me nuts. Don't I don't have time for that. You're don't not hurt poor old Barbara. She's just Oh, no, she's just going about her day, but she's slowing me down. I did something, one of the other things, and I think it's like the confidence thing. I broke a social code the other day. Social code. I went to the GP, right? <laughs> no, no, no. So, whatever. I went to shout out if you're listening or if your partner's listening, whatever. And he's like, go get a blood test, just, you know. Anyway, he calls me and he's like, oh, the, the HIV results are in, positive. And I'm thinking, yes, positive. No, I'm joking. <laughs> that I might edit out. Hi. Um, you don't want that. No, no. So anyway, so I had a blood test and <laughs> I had a blood test and I got a text message from the clinic and they said, you need to come back in. It's not urgent to get uh, because your vitamin D levels were low. Okay. I'm thinking, yep, yeah, sweet, not urgent. I'll get there. And I kept getting these reminder messages from the clinic saying, come in. You haven't booked. So I'm like, I'll oh, stuff it. So I booked it. Went to the GP. He's like, yeah, it's slightly low. It's probably because it's winter or, you know, no big deal. And in the back of my head, I'm thinking, I've driven out here. Surely you'll just bulk bill me, right? Go out to the counter and they're like 50 bucks. And I was in there for two minutes and I was so annoyed. And then I was like, nah, not putting up with this. <laughs> I broke social code. I went back to the doctor's office without being called in, knocked on the door. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, but it was like this, this balance between don't waste my freaking time and don't charge me for like something that just texts me. Like, and I said, hey, mate, just want to know, I'm happy to pay you for your work because I'll always pay for someone for their work, but why did you call me back in? to the clinic. He goes, oh, I was away and one of the colleagues called me in and I said, that's cool, but would you have, I just want to know, if you were looking at those results, would you have called me back in? And he said, no. And I'm like, okay, that's all I need to know. Did you not ask why you didn't bulk bill me? No, because I just was too, like, triggered. <laughs> Frazzled. <laughs> but, it's, but it was just like that. But that wasn't the whole purpose of going back to his office? I just wanted to know, why did you call me? And I'm like, look, future, I come back and get scripts every three months anyway, just call me back at him if I'm dying. Like, that's the, the level. I'm like, vitamin D, two little points down, I'll see you in six months. Mm. If I'm about to die, might come back in. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so I'm just not putting up with it anymore. Well done. Yeah. Fair enough. Good on you. So how long have you been listening to the podcast? Since the beginning. Really? Yeah. Oh, thank you Legit. so much. Legit. Yeah. So, wow. yeah, apologies face-to-face. He's an official <laughs> apology. Yeah. I'm loving it. I you miss the sound effects. Bit. Yeah. So, so we did the census and most people, oh, I think I'm over it anyway. And I don't think I'm licensed to use the sound effects. So, no, better not do that. So, um, anything else you want to ask John? Any hard questions? You know, you've got a real-life listener here, John. Do you want to ask Jess anything? Yeah, any questions for me? What, uh, what's made you stick around so long? In? The podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you um, still here after 18 months? I love learning. I think part, I mean, part of the question that I submitted in coming to the event was about learning about money stuff. Because I think in, like growing up in my family, you don't talk about money. You know, we're a polite family. We don't talk about it. If I have money, you don't tell people that you've got money. You don't cross social barriers. Totally. But I think it came at a loss because I felt like I didn't learn anything and I made all the mistakes which I had to undo for the next 10 years. So uh, can we pre-frame this and I'm going a bit personal. Mm. Tell me if you're not happy and Mm. Glenn will sort it out. (laughs) (laughs) Probably won't, but whatever. (laughs) So when, when you said your family didn't want to talk about it, mm. was it because you had an abundance of it or a little of it or just middle ground? Like I think it was it? Um, like growing up, not much, but then came into it. Um, like I yeah. grew up in Sydney and yeah. the house I grew up in was pretty average, but then Sydney boomed, you mm. know, and so there's a lot of cash and stuff like that. 
Um, yeah. But yeah, over time, just f- a focus on building wealth. But you don't talk about it. You don't. Yeah. yeah, we didn't talk about. Hey, you know, if you save some, you spend some, you give some. There was no. There was no principle mm. taught around money. Whereabouts in Sydney did you grow up? Sort of the north part, near towards Hornsby. Okay, cool. Yeah. Acreage. No, no. <laughs> so no uh, horses. No. Okay. Uh, I do play that at almost every gig. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> See? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So we're actually doing an episode soon about money mindset as well because a few people have asked about that. Hmm. So that's probably going to be a three-part series because there's lots of stuff to talk about. For sure. Hey, folks. I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.